Hey, good morning. Welcome to First Baptist Online. This is Steve Polk, Executive Pastor. We're excited about this series of messages that our pastor is continuing today. Part three of the series, uh, God's Kingdom and Our Place in It. We want to continue today really and even especially here during this time of Christmas. We deal a lot with family. And the people we celebrate with, whether they're friends or neighbors or family, are varying types of relationships. You know, Jesus has a lot to say about relationships in the Bible, and particularly how it relates to his people and within the kingdom of God. So today, we're going to take a little walk through Matthew, hit some other places of Scripture, and really dig into what relationships can and need to look like for those of us that consider ourselves to be a part of God's kingdom and his family. So go ahead and grab your copy of God's Word, your notebook and your pencil or pen, and let's pray together uh, as Pastor Steve comes. God, we thank you for the relationships we have, uh, that you have created us for relationship, uh, both with you through Jesus Christ and with other people. And so we're thankful how you teach us and instruct us in what, uh, what those relationships should look like and how we're to act within them. So today that we would just open our eyes to what Scripture has to say to better understand how we handle relationships in the context of life that you have us today. In Jesus' name, amen. When you travel to different countries, you realize that each country has customs and traditions that are unique to it. Uh, you know, expectations, things you do and you don't do. For instance, here in America, it's it's expected that when you eat out at a restaurant that you tip the wait staff because that's part of their salary. But when you travel in Europe, it's not expected. Uh, it's built into the check in most countries already. I remember being in Zambia in southern Africa a few years ago and and there, uh, most women, especially out in the rural parts of the country, wear what is called a chitinga. It's a, think of it as a skirt, uh, a wrap that they wear um, uh, all the time. And when our team was there, the women who were part of our team from here in the States had to wear one of those as well. Even if they were wearing uh, shorts underneath or pants underneath, they would wear one of those over them because to do otherwise would offend the local People. I remember being told that when you eat or when you shake someone's hand in Zambia, you always do it with the right hand and never ever with the left hand because the other the left hand is used for other business that we won't mention. So you always shook hands and ate with the right hand. And an, another custom, another expectation there is when you entered someone's home, um, you, you, there was a, a formal greeting. You would always say muli uli to them and they would say it back to you and you would spend the first several minutes of the conversation asking one another about how your family is doing. Are you doing well in your health? If you, they were a farmer, how are their crops or how are your, how's your business? You may be going there to discuss one thing with them, but it was rude. It was rude to discuss that first. You had to take the time to go through the formality of all these personal conversations before you ever got to the real subject of what you were visiting them to talk about. And so it's not unusual, whether it's here in America or different countries, to have customs and traditions, expectations, do's and don'ts. We're spending several weeks looking at God's kingdom and our place in it. And what I want to say to you today is that Jesus has expectations of people who belong 
to his kingdom. As disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We belong to the kingdom of God, and our Lord has expectations of us. There are norms for us, and and those expectations, those norms, those do's and don'ts, if you will, are not based upon American culture or any other culture. They're not based upon the ideas of any particular denomination. Those do's and don'ts, those expectations in God's kingdom are clearly defined, clearly explained in the Word of God. They are biblical expectations. They are, if you will, Jesus' expectations. And so for the next two or three Sundays, we're going to look at some of those and today focus on relationships. Because you'll discover quickly when reading the New Testament that relationships are important in God's kingdom. They are a priority and that he expects a lot of us in those relationships. And when we understand what Jesus said, he puts relationships in the right perspective, if you will, as being under his lordship and being in submission to his kingdom. And only when we submit ourselves and our relationships to his lordship and to his kingdom do we do them the way he wants us to do them. Now, the first thing I want to point out to you, and you can go ahead and be opening your Bible with me, if you will, to the book of Matthew chapter 6. We'll read a verse there in just a moment. But I want to remind us that Jesus, over and over in his teaching, affirmed the importance of of the family, husbands and wives, parents and children, children to their parents, brothers and sisters, and so on. Jesus uh, said marriage. He affirmed that marriage is a lifelong commitment. In Matthew 19, on one occasion, the Pharisees asked Jesus about divorce, which was apparently pretty common in their culture as it is today. And Jesus went back to the Old Testament book of of Genesis and he quoted Moses where God made it clear that, that a man is to leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. And then Jesus added this in Matthew 19, what therefore God has joined together, let no man Separate. Jesus affirmed marriage and, it to, and, and that is to be a, a lifelong commitment. In the New Testament, Jesus also affirmed that, that adult children are supposed to care for their aging parents. And if there are financial needs their aging parents have, they are to help with that. You'll remember Jesus was the oldest in his family, the firstborn, a son to Mary and her husband, Joseph. And when Jesus was dying on the cross... Joseph already had been deceased. He wanted to make certain that his mother was cared for. And he said to his disciple, John, look after her, take care of her. And Matthew chapter 15, Jesus condemned some religious people who broke the Old Testament teaching of honoring your father and mother by finding ways to to, uh, protect their money, if you will, from being available to help their parents as they aged and had need. And Jesus said by doing that, they were dishonoring their mom, dishonoring their father. So the first thing I just want to remind us is this. Jesus affirmed the importance of what we normally think of as the nuclear family, our blood family, our earthly family. But there's a second thing I want to remind us of, and you're going to see that as we start digging into Matthew. Not only did Jesus affirm the importance of your family, Jesus also affirmed, now listen to this, 
He affirmed the ultimate priority of his kingdom. The ultimate priority of his kingdom and the relationships, the relationships between those of us who are members of his kingdom, citizens of his kingdom. And if you are a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, you are a citizen, a member of the kingdom of God. And he said his kingdom has ultimate priority in your life and my life. And his kingdom shapes those relationships. Those relationships have tremendous Value In Matthew chapter 6, if you have your Bible open, and I trust you do, look with me at what he said in verse 33 in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. Jesus said before material possessions, before your career, before any and everything else, you are to seek his kingdom. Seek it above everything else else. And that includes your family. Seek the kingdom of God first. Turn with me a few pages to the 10th chapter of Matthew. Look with me at verses 34 through 38. Jesus said this, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. Now that startles us because he's the prince of peace, but he's making a point here speaking in hyperbola. He says, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies, Jesus said, will be the members of his own household. And then Jesus very powerfully added, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow everything,